Ladies and gentlemen, we've got season one, episode four of the Classic Sports Review, and once again, we've got a good one. I've got my regular co-host, the greatest triathlete ever to come out of the city of Buffalo, New York, Glenn Pulaski. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing very well. We, we got to do something about that because I'm, I'm starting to get like paranoid here. Uh, racing has opened up in New York State and I got to race in a couple of weeks. And right now my biggest fear is that I'll miss out on the podium and someone will walk up to me and say, ah, Glenn Pulaski, Buffalo's greatest triathlete, huh? Couldn't even get on the podium. And I'd be like, yeah, you're right. But hey, you're listening to the show. That's awesome. <laughs> but if you say it enough times, it's true. Like today, you say three times. I'll, I'll say it. I'll, I'll say it over and over. I mean, today <laughs> I went out watching the Germany England game at a bar with uh, with with a friend of mine I've made here, who I, I've dubbed her as Barbados's fittest woman. And I told her, use that, run with it. She, she's part of our little uh, group committee, which we'll promote a little bit. But if we're going to do this show, we've got to have some special guests. And this show that we're looking at is the famous tuck rule game. So you need someone from the New England point of view and someone from the Oakland point of view. From New England, uh, uh, Evan, you again. Yeah, at least you're not wearing a Boca shirt this week. That's, that's good. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's Evan Nolan, the regular, my, my co-host in the Hall of Fame show. And we've got a special guest from the Oakland point of view, two-time, two-time Hall of Famer, the Violator, Wayne Mabry. What's happening, guys? Awesome to have you. Yeah, Great so time, I'm pumped for this. Uh, before we went on air, uh, Glenn wanted me to know or wanted me to say, like, how come I missed this game? I saw... Well, we need to give a background story because episode three... I missed that no, Episode too. two... Was the, he, yeah. the Houston Buffalo game? Yeah. That whole oh, thing yeah. was. Oh, I can't wait to get someone's outside perspective on what, what they were thinking when they were watching that game. And Kirk didn't see the game live. I didn't see the game. I was driving. I was driving uh, from from uh, Burlington, Ontario, to Ottawa for college. This one, I was driving from that area back to the Toronto area because my first wife, a complete colossal bitch that she was. Uh, so that we had to do some stuff. I missed it completely. Got back to watch that game. And I don't know where she is. Hope you're enjoying my house. Fuck you. Anyway. Uh, wow. <laughs> and and, and I, I thought that the promise would be between me and Wayne. <laughs> yeah. We, we're going to end up being referees in this whole thing. I know. I didn't, I didn't expect that. You kind of expected that. I've done shots at the uh, uh, wife number one a few times. Continue. Well, yes, yes. So January 19th, 2002, we've got the divisional playoff. A lot of people actually think of this as the as an AFC championship, which it wasn't. Because when we look back, there's a lot of people who remember a few things, myself included, a little bit inaccurate. So this was a divisional playoff. Oakland advancing when they beat the New York Jets. Imagine that, the New York Jets in the playoffs. Like... That that's something that you don't think of. Actually, the Jets won the the AFC East the next year. It's the last time they won the division was uh, two thousand and two. So I'm trying to even think who their their quarterback might have been. Not that it really matters. Jay uh, Fiedler. Okay. Uh, and there's a name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we've well, got a, we've got a few interesting ones. So Oakland uh, Oakland beats the Jets to advance. Uh, New England had a bye, and we've got. We, we, we didn't just have a buy. We also, because of 9-11, had a, our original buy got moved because the season got moved. So oh. we had a buy week 17. So we didn't, we played 16 straight games, had a buy, and then a buy into the playoffs. 
Okay. I, I didn't even realize. That's I, right. I can't remember I, who was doing the interview. Belichick, you had however many days off. How is this going to affect your game? Yes, you're, you're right about that. Yeah. Well, and that's totally sort of where we opened. Uh, we, our commentators are Greg Gumbel and Phil Sims. Uh, who I couldn't, I could barely tell the difference between those two voices. They were kind of like bleeding into each other. And uh, the feed that, that I found, uh, I guess it's sort of a cold open. It's Bill Belichick who didn't smile then. He didn't smile now. My God. Uh, who is this uh, sideline reporter? Armin, what the hell is he? Armin, Armin Katane. Yeah, yeah I, I, th- I thought it was Armin Tanzarian, if you may remember that from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. Nice reference. Thank you. Thank you. Hell of a reference, man. Hell of a reference. Well, I, oh, I, I've got a few. Uh, and um, here's something that hasn't changed in the last 20 years. Sideline reporters are just as useless then as they are now. Uh, today, they're better to look at. <laughs> I suppose they are. I don't know, Ar- Ar- Armin had a really nice head of hair, though. Oh, yeah. Sure. Always in play. Always. The gel, I mean, his gel game was top notch. Yeah, well, during during the game, during the broadcast, Phil Sims said that he gave yep. Armin Katane a hat, and Katane refused to wear it because his hair was basically his uh, his signature. So, so when I was watching this game, and I'm looking at the snow there on the field, uh, actually, this this one's more for you, Wayne, because uh, I figured that uh, Glenn, you being a Buffalo guy, uh, Evan in Boston, did you not just look at the snow and just think, man, this is packing snow? Like, oh, like, always, like, that time snow, like just yeah. Yeah, it's like they, they brought it in, it looked like, you know, but <laughs> it didn't matter. We came for battle. That's that was a yeah. that was a mindset back then. We came to do war, you know, we've gotten there, so we brought our A game, and of course, Bill and company, you know, always lived up to the billing. So it, yes. it was a quite the quite the battle. So so wait, uh for, for those who aren't familiar with you, I mean like you're you're the you were like one of the most iconic fans ever in terms of sports, regardless of, of sports. So like people have seen you, if you've watched a Raiders home game, they've seen you. Did you and the crew ever sort of like do any road games? Yeah, we did. But, uh, you know, during that time, uh, I had went through wife number one and I didn't have the funds to travel. Okay. Yeah. Wife number one usually sort of, uh, eliminates a lot of funds. Doesn't don't they? Uh, we'll go there. Yeah, that's a whole episode in itself. Well, Kirk, start. Is there anything you want to get off your chest, Wayne? No, no. Let's just, uh, you know, we know how it all turned out. And uh, yeah, absolutely. I had had some definite emotions running through that game. And uh, like I said, we'll get into it as we discuss it. So Oakland uh, wins the toss. And this is actually something that I I, I really found interesting. And I'm just trying to think, when did it really become in vogue for if you win the toss, you're always deferring? That was a Belichick thing that really happened, I think, with the Colts-Patriots series at the beginning of the 2000s. Because they, whenever they played the Colts, they would always defer to the second half with Manning. Hmm. So it was probably shortly thereafter. Okay. Yeah, because that was something I was like, uh, and also too, like when uh, we did the, the Bills-Oilers game, it's like, I always remember like as, as a kid, okay, of course you, you want to start, the, but now it's like, what? You don't want to start. You, you want to wait until the second half. You, you, well, you, then you hope to double dip. You hope to get that right. touchdown at the end of the first half, mm. do something with the clock, and then come out, get the ball again, and just have that offense 
on the sideline for what would be in real time, probably half hour, 45 minutes, maybe even an hour. Exactly. That's the strategy behind it. And also when you have a ferocious defense, you want to keep them setting the pace and setting the tone mm. for the game. So Oakland starts everything uh, at their own 32 after the kickoff. We've got, a, and then an introdu introduction to this team. I forgot all about the Jerry Rice being Raider. I forgot all about that. Yeah, the, the opening with the introductions was great. First of all, I was so excited to see Terry Kirby as the guy returning the kick. I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about Terry Kirby. <laughs> um, but, like, you guys had, what, you had Brown and, and, uh, and Jerry Rice and Charles Woodson and Steve Wisniewski and, like, uh, Eric Allen. Like, that team was. Yep. Oh, my God. And we haven't even talked about the kickers, too, which we'll, which we'll get to. Like the, the probably the second greatest punter of all time in Shane Leckler, who got a lot of behind, work behind Ray Guy, yes, yeah, yeah, but who got a lot of work. And actually, you know, I was I wanted I was gonna ask you this later, I'm gonna ask you this now, Wayne. Uh, when the Raiders drafted uh Janikowski in the first round, like I, what was your perspective on that? Because that was such a weird thing for almost everyone else. Well, for me, for Al to reach up and break bring him in as a number one draft pick. Now I'd watched him watching Florida state. So I knew about Geno, uh, you know, yeah. that Polish cannon. So it, it was a good move as far as uh, field position, because that's always important. That's like that special teams, you know, that's your third team that can set the pace for your game when either your offense or your defense isn't pulling up the slack, so to speak. All right, so you weren't thinking like uh, like a great pick, but maybe we could have got him second or third. Well, yeah, I did, but you know, you don't pass on, and and that's what I see a lot in recent years. They pass up on some of these great guys because I'll make my list like I'm a scout doing every mm -hmm. draft, and uh -huh. you know, I've got always got some blue chip guys that I know are just natural dogs, and when they pass up on these guys uh, because of whatever price that they got to pay them or whatever. That's what's hurt us in recent years, and I'm talking the last 18 to 20 years. <laughs> recent. Recent. Yeah, recent. Okay. Recent. I mean, like, oh, my God, you, you put you put that uh, time frame together, uh, we can uh, legally have sex with it. I've got scars for every season, brother. Nice. Okay. You didn't, you didn't like that one, Glenn. Okay. <laughs> Starting early. <Yeah. laughs> nice. Uh, start off with the pitch to Garner, another guy I forgot all about. Uh, what a beast he was. And then we meet the we meet the New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Sorry. New England defense. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm a New Orleans fan. What am I going to say? Two and two probable, one definite Hall of Famer and a second probable next year Hall of Famer on that team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, who wasn't a starter. Well, yeah, he was a rookie. When he made a play in the second half, Phil Sims seemed surprised that he was who he was. Yeah, uh, exa exactly. So, I mean, I mean, a big, big star with uh, Mike Vabrell, Teddy Bruschi. I mean, they mentioned, because uh, Bruschi had a couple of plays. Like, I didn't realize he was already a six-year veteran at this point. Yeah, he, his rookie year was the year they lost to uh, Favre in the Packers in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So, we meet the Patriots defense. I, I kind of uh, wish that they sort of had, like – those great montages or not the montages those gifs that they they have now where it's like each player just doing this or something like that that's what i would do i mean like i would sort of like make the most of it maybe that's the only reason i didn't go in the nfl that and the fact i'm five seven and yeah anyway we'll run with that 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you played with you played with some stars though in college. Well, I went to college with some stars. I didn't yeah. play uh, in high school. I was told I was too small to even go to the next level. Which, of course, I'm I'm like uh, Aaron Rodgers. That put a big, huge ship. I don't know if you can see it. It's on both shoulders, but uh, mm. I, I still carry that to this day. And uh, so that intensity you see in the stands is just a reflection of that because oh, so, meeting, meeting the players over the years, it, I found out that that was just straight bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so those spikes coming out of your shoulders are actually the chips. That's the oh, chip. You got okay. my six pack. That's my six pack of chips. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So uh, to know, to really no surprise, I mean, the Raiders are starting rushing the ball as you would expect in these type of weather conditions, but it's not exactly go. It's, it's, it's not going everywhere. You're still feeling it, feeling everything out. We got our a coach's challenge and I had to look up like, when did coach's challenge start? So it was uh, 1999. Cause I thought that was actually far more recent than that. And uh, it's still recent enough that the Raiders win the challenge Still don't get a first down, but then the the refs uh, <laughs> took away a timeout, only to right. get it back to them later. So yeah, I mean, that that should have been the first sign that the officials are going to have a really rough game. You got it. Absolutely, it was. Also, that the lead official is Walt Coleman. Is <laughs> never, yeah, come never on. refereed another Raiders game again. I read. No, because no, he would have been skinned coming in Oakland. <laughs> No doubt. So we get Shane Leckler punting the first of 17 punts. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was amazing. I mean, they just kept tallying the punts quarter after quarter. Oh, and, uh, my God. I, and then we see Tom Brady. And, like, Tom Brady doesn't look much different other than he's lost maybe some uh, face fat uh, for those getting older like myself. The face fat really helps. I mean, I'm, I'm approaching 50, and I think it actually sort of helps but that's just me anyway. Yeah. He, he definitely had some pudge when he came out. It was, it was a, a little of, bit, yeah. a, a little bit, but he doesn't look much different. And it, it's weird what listening to Phil Sims and, and Gumble talk about this rookie quarterback <laughs> and, and just like, well, I don't know. They're going to get to this rookie. You know, he's, he's a little bit, maybe he's a little nervous. There was no nerves at all in Tom Brady that I saw. No, he's, he's, now if I could give him, uh, if I could give him a, a first down with this one, he's just a gamer, and uh, we recognize that Warrior in him. Even like I say, his first game in there when he replaced uh, who was the quarterback that got Bledsoe. knocked out? Bledsoe. Yeah. Bledsoe. yeah, when he came in, it was just like when you're prepared to step in. That's how you perform, and especially us as fans looking at a professional, it's like rookie or not, get in there and do your damn job. And, and we're and watching came, his first ever playoff game. Because uh, he, he took well, over, was week three, Evan, I think? Yeah, he took over. Well, he got the Mo Lewis hit was week two. So, um, and then he took over the rest of that game. And then uh, he went 11 and three as a starter during the rest of that regular season. The Pats were five and five. Uh, lost the game to the, that fifth loss was to the Rams, um, which made them not afraid of them when they played them in the Super Bowl that year. But after that, Rams lost at five and five. He won. He won out from there. So, mm-hmm. so we meet the Patriots' offense. Uh, some players I haven't 
thought of in a long, long time. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Patriots fan. I completely forgot Rod Rutledge was a thing. I was like, who is Rod Rutledge? Because I, re- I remember Jermaine Wiggins from that. Jermaine Wiggins from East Boston, local mm-hmm. kid does good. I have no mental recollection of Rod Rutledge. Well, and then I was looking at uh, also, too, then we were introduced to the Raiders defense. Like, I was so disappointed to find out that Regan Upshaw wasn't related to Gene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that just- we, always, we always tease him about that, you know. Yeah. Uh, where's cousin Gene? You know, but you talk about a, a, a warrior. Now that's one of my favorite guys on that squad. On the defense. oh wow, okay, oh yeah, yeah. We've had some conversations during his career, and uh, we'll get into some of that too. No, absolutely. So it starts off reasonably well for New England. Uh, Twenty yard reception for Redmond on the second play of the drive, but uh, they were doing screens to start off, which. I think it was like three consecutive screens that opened up this uh, Antoine Smith up the gut. So we're getting to the Oakland 39. So it's looking pretty good to start until we get a face mask, face mask penalty. And that was pretty much it for this drive. And this is where I think right here, we're, we're looking early in the game where even though we've got two, one Hall of Fame kicker, uh, one person in Janikowski who isn't going to be in the Hall of Fame, but in terms of his power, like like you were saying, Wayne, I mean, like the Polish cannon, uh, his Polish accuracy cannon. wasn't there, but in terms of his his length, absolutely, he could he yeah. could place it all the way downfield, yeah. all our Ray guy without the radar on the ball, because Ray yeah. could put it exactly where he wanted it to fall. And so I think we, we see just Kirk. Yeah. I, just, I just want to say one thing that I completely forgot in this game was that uh, Janikowski made two field goals as well. We always talk about Vinatieri's two field yeah. goals in that game, or even three field goals. The first one nobody talks about, but the last two, Janikowski's kicks in this game. Oh, for sure. Not, oh, yeah. but, but in those conditions, they're not going for it, you know, yeah. because they're they're playing super conservative before they're thinking, well, okay, well, with the, with the amount of snow on the ground, and we did mm-hmm. see a bunch of slips happening. They're not allowing the two kickers until they necessarily have to, to right. get to that point. So, uh, so they're punted. So they're, so, so they got as far as the Oakland 34 and they're not, or Oakland 32 and they didn't, and they went for it in fourth and three. So rather than sort of like let Janikowski see what he could do with that, which maybe in the second half after they were sort of forced to try. So I'm, I'm, I think that's sort of like why I wanted to bring that up now. Mm-hmm. My opinion on that, was that they knew they couldn't fall behind point-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned the screen, the, the consecutive screen plays. Now, from a coaching standpoint, I understood that. Now, that's a great strategy with that field condition mm-hmm. because footing is of the utmost important, even on a dry field. But on a snow, that tires out those defensive guys from chasing, not knowing where the play is actually going to, you know, and when they had those backs that you just cut on a dime, that's advantage one. So yeah, you tie out those legs first, you know. So I saw that coming into play early. Yeah, no, it's you know a lot of a lot of conservative play calling in the first half, which to to be expected. So Oakland takes over on downs, uh, first down completion uh, with uh, with Brown, and then I. I've seen some shoulder injuries before. I've never seen anything like with, with, with Jerry Porter 
and just he was doing like the hunchback of Notre Dame with that. Like, oh my god! Yeah, that hurt to watch. It 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 really did. I I don't think I've ever seen that. I was trying to find out uh, what like what exactly happened. Like, did he have a separated shoulder? Like. I mean- that's what it looked like. It looked like yeah. he went down and just fell and fell his whole body weight on his arm and then slid for six feet because mm. it was all snow. And it just looked like I've seen enough people with their shoulders popped out to know that was a guy with his shoulders popping out. So that, that and, was, and, and as we say on defense, that's one player down. Yeah. So it, got, <laughs> it, it got James Jett in the game, though, who is a lot faster guy. You know, it, it, right. Yeah. But on snow, I mean, does it really matter? Well, that may be true, too. I, I said on uh, the show that I did last time with, with uh, you know, when we looked at the Oilers game. Richmond? Well, yeah, with, with Richmond and, and yourself, though. But my, my favorite name in football was Webster oh. Slaughter. James <laughs> Jett might be right up there, too. For a wide receiver? Absolutely. He was destined to play that position. With and, the name and he If I remember correctly, Wayne, he had, like, world-class sprinter speed too wasn't he like the yeah fat absolutely guys? yeah he was one of those fastest guys back then you know next to uh daryl green or something yeah yeah daryl green was a freak when i was in college i went to school in dc and green was still he was like 40 at that point and they had a uh in training they had a uh, uh sprint off with all the players and green won at 40 as the fastest guy in the redskins at that point which is insane so Definitely was gifted as far as that, man. Can't yeah. take that from him. And a smart defensive player to boot. Very much so. Well, we get another punt. Uh, New England uh, starts with their own 21. Oh, Armin has some more stuff to say. He pretty much tells us that snow is wet and slippery. Thanks. <laughs> I, I had no idea. That was brilliant. I'll have to write that down for future reference. I have a question. What what was up with Gruden's visor? Like, I know he always wore a visor, but seriously, in the snow, it just, it was weird. It was a weird choice. It's superstitions, man. You can't deviate from that. Yeah, yeah, you can't switch up. Yeah, I, I understood that perfectly well, you know. I'm like, his hair's got to be cold as hell, but mm-hmm. he had his superstitions, and that was one of them. Is that why Bill doesn't smile? He yeah, actually, Bill had those muscles removed. So, <laughs> uh, then the, all right. So, New England's got that. And I'm looking at just, I was watching that punt and just the way it just sort of like flops and just doesn't move. Because mm-hmm. when we were talking to Richmond Webb last time, right? I mean, he, he was just saying like perfectly, like it's an oblong ball. Thing, weird things are going to happen. Nothing weird was happening with any punt that just fell into this snow. Nothing. It just looked like a baby bird landing in the nest, brother. That's yeah. I, I trying to think of other times I've, I've seen this. I don't ever remember seeing such wet snow in a game. I'm sure I have, but I wasn't, maybe I just, cause I never did a show about it. So I guess I didn't pay attention too much about it. And, that, and that's why we were saying they must've piped that in from somewhere. Well, and then they sort of brought it. It was good. I was gonna say it was good snowball snow as we found out late later in the game. Ah, yes, <laughs> our buddy Phil. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta. I'm, I'm, we'll definitely bring that up. I got a note up note on that to talk about. How there was no camera footage of that. Oh, I I'll never know. Yeah, I wish. they got to use that for Troy Aikman, the worst announcer in sports. What do you think, Troy? Uh... <laughs> 
Yeah, there, there, there are some conversations he had that week which were just completely not credible. Like he was like, "Yeah, I was talk, I was talking to uh, to J- Coach Gruden. He was talking about the Patriots' defense, and the first guy he brought up was, and I couldn't. Even, it was Bobby Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's a zero percent chance the first person he brought up in the Patriots' defense is Bobby Hamilton. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Phils. Yeah, I've got so I, I love Drew Brees as my quarterback. I've got zero confidence in him as gonna, as an announcer based on what I've seen before. And Evan and I have joked that uh, he's going to do a great job for his role on Yahoo Finance. That's kind of like having Romo up in there. And uh, Romo's know. good. I didn't think Romo was going to be this good as a as a. An, I like yeah, I like Romo. You know, you don't like Romo. Romo's yeah. way better as an announcer than he was a quarterback. And he's a good quarterback. Now nah, there was no argument there. Now nah, I didn't. I didn't step into that one. But <laughs> isn't isn't Rivers going to the booth too this year? I've heard oh, rumors. Come on, I've heard rumors. I think so. I've I think heard Rivers rumors. But you know, it's a talk. He's got a small it village. A game. It, it sells a game too. Yeah, I, I can understand. It, it, it'll sell a game just from his uh, all the battles he's gone through and pretty much carrying a team on his back, pretty much, or his arm, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I could see that because that would be a good conversation. I I think if any quarterback should step into the booth, it's Cap Rooney from any given Sunday. (laughs) That's honestly what I think. I think he really sees the game. He, what he did to help steam and Willie Beeman really understand the vision of the field. I I think he really could be an asset in the booth. And Those you can vote fictitious for him the, Hall of Fame games, huh? Well, you can also vote for him on the fictitious athlete Hall of Fame, which anyway. <laughs> cheap plug. Yeah, it wasn't it was a very cheap plug. <laughs> I, I, I've been joking with him, Glenn, that he should start a uh, program called Shameless Self Promotion. Just have a, <laughs> I just have a podcast with that name. I'm wrong with that. I should. I mean, I, I, since I've started a damn fourth show, why not? Why not? Which the fourth show you can all watch. It's called This Crap Was on National Television, where episode one, I look at the Star Wars Holiday Special. Coming soon on YouTube, Spotify, and every place you can listen to this crap. Brought to you by Sponsorship Pending. Uh, sponsorship, well, I, mean, I got approached by Manscaping, so that might be fun. Wow. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, to think, so Evan, if that happens, you have to talk about your balls. <laughs> I'm just glad I get paid so much for this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those podcast royalties are going to fund our retirement. Uh, yeah. Moving on from mail balls, we've got leaf blowers. Yeah. I I, I guess they were leaf blowers. I've never. Like, yeah, that's exactly what they were. The, the, okay. Mark, I was Mark, wondering if they were sort of like heat. Like, I, think, I think they're just leaf blowers because Mark, Mark Henderson was not available to clean the lines. So. <laughs> right. The usual guy, yeah. Nice. But we got three and out, and Ken Walter, I forgot all about him. He had a pretty good game, too. You don't want your punter to have a good game, I suppose, but they both 17 did. punts, 18 punts? 17. Well, they, they started 0-7 on third down, so he had a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, we, so we got a punt there starting in the Oakland 30. That goes nowhere. Uh, the only thing of this drive was a Wisniewski penalty. Uh, Leckler punts again, start out on the New England 19. Pats go three and out, another punt. 
This was Wisniewski's last game. They said on the broadcast, yeah. it was, this was actually. Oh, was it? Okay, I missed that. Yeah. So he, he had tried to retire the year before, and Gruden convinced him to do one more year, and then they said, yeah. there was nothing they could do to convince him to come back in another year. So. Then we got an interfered fair catch. Yes. Yeah, this is huge. Jerron Cherry. Yeah. Uh, resulting in a 15-yard uh, penalty. Uh, so back to Garner. Goes to the New England 38. End of the quarter, 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, before we go any further, NFL.com, or the NFL, I named this as the 15th greatest game of all time. The what? Is this the, is this the 15th most famous game? Or is this wait, the, wait, fifth or 15th? 15th. Okay, I was going to say fifth. That's way too high. Well, yeah. it's 15 way too high because Probably. in terms of an actual game itself, in terms of notoriety and for what we're looking at this for in historical perspective, sure. But the first half, in the first quarter, or the second yeah. quarter, we're not exactly embroiled with excitement here you're absolutely and i remember what i was doing for this game uh fantasy football league had already ended and usually i invite the guys over uncle cousin friends come over watch we take a weekend to watch both games and we had watched the earlier game had our pizza our beer and whatnot and we're still sitting back in our chairs and loungers and i'd look over during parts of this game and there were people falling asleep this game was was that exciting where it was hard to keep everyone up and awake to watch this game that that first quarter that first half was just not entertaining mm-hmm. football no it, it really wasn't so i mean i, I think <laughs> history this is a game we should talk about in terms of overall excitement 15 all time eh, I don't it was think- it was kind of like three yards in a cloud of uh, snow dust yeah. that's that's how right. it was to me yeah but we get a little bit of excitement coming here uh uh, the Raiders are driving a couple notable plays. Uh, Ty Law show show. I don't know. I shouldn't say shows up. He, he was just phenomenal. Just clearly the best defensive player that I thought uh, like you guys had, uh, you know, for new England, uh, mm-hmm. just the way he's just whoever he's covering, like, man, and that yeah. he's covering legends. Two yeah. Hall of Famers. That, that's secondary. That, that, Sorry, that was one of the things about that Patriots team. That secondary, like Otis Smith, Otis, my man Smith on the outside, he used to go back and forth between the Jets and Patriots every other year. He was on the other team. And, Seems like it. And T Buck, uh, Terrell, uh, Terrence Buckley, Buckley. Yep. Buckley, like the three of them. Buckley was just a big, like the first prototypical big third, um, third cornerback. Like, and then you had Malloy as well, who again. Right. Highly underrated, uh, not ever going to be a Hall of Famer, but you know one of the one of the shortlist for best safeties of his era. Um, yeah, that 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 secondary is really the strength of that team. So from there, with then Jerry Rice gets into the game and it gets his first completion, and he exceeds now in this play two thousand yards. And they put up a graphic. He's got 2,006 playoff yards. He's going to finish his career with 2,245 playoff yards. To put it in perspective, Julian Edelman, who's number two all time, is 1,442. Wow. Oh, my God. Jerry Rice might have been good. <laughs> News flash. Uh, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Evan, you've, you've got and, a and, and remember now, And remember, we got him at the end of his career, basically. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to me, he was playing on one leg and still faster than most. Yeah. 
And then did he still move on to the Seahawks after? Yeah, the Seahawks afterwards. Right. That's right. That's one of those. He still had something left in the tank. That that's one of those uh, weird jersey things you see. Like yeah, it didn't look good. No, like Joe Namath as a Ram or uh, Willie Mays as a Met. As a Met, yeah. So. Oh, God. Uh, and then, for, and yeah, that graphic just blew me away. Because I, I knew Edelman was number two. I didn't realize it was this far behind. And think of how many playoff games Edelman played in. I mean, again, he was injured a lot, but he was in basically three playoff games every single year. You know, so. we talk about unbreakable records. This might be. Oh, Jerry Rice's records? Jerry Rice's record. I think it's possible to break his record for receiving yards. Uh, but playoff yards? Probably not. Touchdowns, probably not. I mean, Fitz, how far is Fitzgerald from his regular season yards? It's, got, it's only like, it's not that far at this point. Well, we're know? also going to be adding an extra game now, which is going to... Oh, that also makes... That's yeah. Which, and, and Frank Gore's not going to retire. <laughs> so, I mean, why, yeah, but why is he ever going to score another touchdown? Yeah. Le'Veon Bell, your career is done. But anyway, <laughs> oh god! Uh, then we get our first score of the game, James Jet. Again, I love this name, James Jet. That's such, that is such a great name. And of course, he's a wide receiver. Uh, touchdown, seven nothing, Oakland. His first touchdown of the season. What was it? Yeah, okay, first, it was his first touchdown season. Yeah. So New England gets the ball back, but it doesn't go well. Uh, first, uh, I, I think this is the only interception of the game. Johnny Harris picks it off. Uh, the, it was. It was? Okay, yeah. So yeah, he's bad, got bad overthrow. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Brady might – I'm a little concerned about Brady's uh, future here after watching. His accuracy? Yeah, a he, little bit. At, at that point, he was like 4 of 9 or 4 of 10 for 38 yards and a touchdown. Or right, not a touchdown, and an interception. So. Ugh. But uh, nothing really happens out of that. Three and out. Leckler punts again. The snow is just crazy. And uh, this, we have to bring that up because uh, with this punt, uh, we've got our first real mind fart of the game. Uh, with Derek Gibson just sort of allows a touchback. Yes. He just couldn't. Couldn't find the goal line. No. I mean, and, you know, with, with everything sort of going there, I mean, you could have looked up left, I suppose, because there's the orange pylon, but. Or he could have just not got greedy. Yeah. I mean, so, that's what it comes down to. I mean, you're trying to be precise mm-hmm. on a play where weather conditions are not there for you to be that intricate on where you specifically want to down the ball. Just get it down and pin them back. And that, that left New England off the hook. Yeah, and but again, nothing really happened there with that because uh, we get one. Uh, Smith gets uh, Antoine Smith uh, gets the first down, but it goes uh, again. Just the weather conditions and conservative play calling. This goes nowhere. Uh, can I, another punt. Can I, just, can I just say something about Antoine Smith? Please. Antoine Smith had the least amount of of like ability to break or to like juke somebody out in the history of any running back. Uh, but this game was perfect for him because nobody could stop. No, so he was a big boy. He kept moving forward, they would just slide by. But uh, Antoine Smith, an okay running back, was great for us for the, those two seasons and then was instantly replaceable with uh, Corey Dillon. So. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of like our Tyrone Wheatley. He was never going to juke you either. Just straight ahead, two or three yards, but he's going to leave a lick on you. That was his trademark. Yeah. 
Well, the only, the only thing we really of note of this, uh, of the Oakland drive here is just a brilliant sack here by Bruski. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, so we don't really go any, any further with that. Uh, third and long, Gannon rushes, but that goes nowhere. A punt. Oh, a punt. We haven't talked punt. about that. Yeah. So New England's got that again on the 28, and we got no nothing with that. Another three and out. Boring game. Uh, yeah, really the most exciting game in, in the history of all games. This is it. Jesus. There, there was that one 6-3 game, I think, the Jets played, where the total offense was, I believe, 110 yards between the two teams in a rainstorm. That, that had to be up there as well. I could just do two hours on the butt fumble. <laughs> like that would just be Mark Sun. That, 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 that is Vince Wilfork's tape for the Hall of Fame. Just so you know, the butt fumble the forcing butt fumble the butt fumble, fumble should Hall just Hall be Vince, Vince Wilfork's thing. For the Hall, yeah, I, but I guess his son's not going to be giving the speech. Uh, no, his son's, his son's not going to be doing and given anything, I don't think. So, oh, Jesus. Well, my God, you see, how do you steal from Vince Wilfork? It's your dad. What are you doing? Sorry, I just wanted to jump in there. That's uh, so we got another punt. <laughs> this goes nowhere. Uh, Garner rushes for a first down. Three plays later, we got a tackle for loss and a punt. And again, just watching these punts go nowhere. What, where there were a couple of there was a fumble on one of them on one of Troy Brown's returns, right? Yeah, but it it, it was but recovered. Yeah. She, but, like, Larry Izzo, the other, the other, uh, our first real special teams ace in the mm -hmm. long, long line of them, with a couple, couple important fumble recoveries in this game. And and you know, Kurt, with with the weather conditions, and when that ball is cold, it doesn't travel as far anyway. I don't care. That's true. How well, strong also, your leg is, once it gets in the air, it's just like a brick. Yeah. And, but I think just also watching just plop in the snow. I I've. It, it, it's that that that's that that's snowman snow. I mean, just build building stuff like that's the stuff I you dream about when you're eight on those yep. snow days. You know, it's like <laughs> I guess with COVID, every day was a snow day for the kids. I don't know. I suppose. <laughs> Felt well, like it. Yeah. Well, Evan, Evan, how, how, how many days did your kids miss school? Uh, this year, uh, we had in Chicago. Here we had. I guess what would have amounted to three snow days. And oh. the first, the first one, the kids still went to school because they're home, mm -hmm. uh, but they let them have the next two. They're just like, it's nice out, oh, just go run around. So, so what what do you, what is COVID done for snow days? With all the remote learning, it's like, is there going to be snow days in the future? It's a good question. These is children going to be robbed of yeah. that pleasure of sitting in the sit, sitting, listening to the radio, hoping their school gets called or their school district gets <laughs> called, and feeling that joy that they got the day off. That's going to be robbed from them. You know, they'll be talking about those were the good old days when we had the snow days. Exactly. He's asking, "What's a radio?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Glenn, so I grew up in a town called Winchester, Massachusetts, and okay. so they, we'd have to wait forever because they'd go alphabetically through the town to close. Oh, tell me day. about it. Tell me about it. I went to Catholic school, St. Oh, Andrews, you guys, and then you guys Saint were Francis. after the towns. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was at the S's. But but so they had to go through town by town, and there's another town in Massachusetts called Winchenden, which comes right before Winchester. Oh, we you get all excited. So much. 
because they always canceled school and we rarely did. So uh, every time we're like winch and then we're like, no, just the rug pulled right out from under you. And we go to was someone that, else. Was, so, was that your Shelbyville? <laughs> uh, you know, that Shelbyville is uh, borders Springfield, which borders the four towns border Springfield, nice. Delaware, Maine, Florida, and, and Arizona. Well, it looks like we get something maybe from New England, but if it doesn't, we got to uh, pass a biggest one of the uh, biggest play of the game at this point 29 pass, 20 year pass to, uh, to Brown. Uh, up at the Oakland 45, nine yards to uh, Jermaine Williams. And then Wiggins. Stall- Wiggins. Wiggins, sorry. Uh, and then stalls again. And the boos are raining down as this, as it sort of ends. The Patriots are booed off the field as the Raiders get the ball back and just uh, kneel. At this point, as, as you're watching this, so Evan, Wayne, what are, what are you feeling right now? if you remember like as your chances, like I know what's going to happen. And I'm thinking, man, New England's not looking good. I'm trying to put myself in the moment. And, and me personally was trying to psych myself up that, you know, okay, they've just, they've been sparring each other back and forth. Now we're going to put our foot down and, and I thought our running game would be more dominant. Yeah. I, I have to say Brady's numbers were not something exciting at that point and like i said our running backs were antoine smith and jr redmond and patrick pass i guess as well although he did mostly kick returns and that wasn't exactly a uh murderer's row of running backs so i mean i think we were happy it was a sloppy game if i remember correctly because i was over at my buddy ash's house at this point with my friends i think we we're just happy that we got out of there seven nothing and that it had to be better in the second half yeah, given those weather conditions, absolutely. Yeah. Well, halftime half time ends. We got Armin. I just my note is Armin is useless, so I don't remember what he said. Oh, he is. But you know, I I wish we would have had a full game edition of this game because I mean the halftime crew. I have mm-hmm. no recollection of Randy Cross, Mike Ditka, Jerry Glanville, and Jim. Jeez. Hello, friends. Nance being the halftime show. Wow. Oh, I didn't even write down notes of who that was. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean that stuck out along uh, along the same lines as America Online being a Super Bowl sponsor for their webpage. When when the Patriots were bad, we Jerry Glanville did the Patriots games color commentating on national TV like every single week. He was like he was like their fifth guy for CBS, and uh, yeah, so he always always our our we was like Patriots Bengals Jerry Glanville and and I can't remember who the other guy was. You're like oh my god, it's Jerry Glanville again. I, that's I as bad as us. Hey, that's as bad as us getting Dan Fouts and you know, anytime oh, we played the Dodgers, man, it was just like, come Iron on. Iron Eagle really? and Dan Fouts. Yeah. Oh you know, my God. I, I, I'm not sure, but I have a feeling that uh, if that was an electoral college, that in that halftime booth, it would go Republican. No, I could be wrong. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Mike, Ditka, of course, as a Saints fan, I hate Mike Ditka. The dumbest <laughs> trade. Well, how did you feel ever. about that trade for Ricky Williams? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, let, let, let's trade everything to move up one spot. That's a great idea. And, the then, and, then, the picture, and then the picture with the wedding dress? Yeah, you got to put that in there. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing dumber. Look at Kurt go. I love this. Yeah, well, you, there's one thing dumber, and that's Ricky saying, Hey, Master P, do you want to be my agent? Oh, yeah. Jeez. 
yeah, let, let's do that. I'm going to sign with somebody who has knows absolutely nothing. Oh yeah, that's going to be a great idea. Yeah, no, well, it's you know, we're going to make this all incentive laden. All you have to do is is uh, just do exactly what Terrell Davis did. That's it, and you'll get paid the same. That's all he got to do. Uh, oh, that, 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 going back to the game, they actually did bring up that Bruski had signed a new uh, deal in the offseason that he negotiated himself with Master P. No, but with the Patriots. Yeah, he may have signed a separate deal with Master P. I don't know, but uh, he, he negotiated every deal with the Patriots by on his own. So Master P, former Toronto Raptor. Did not know that. Oh, yeah, well, oh, that's a good it, I think he, played, he got to play a couple preseason games. Yeah. All right. So Pat well, speaking, Star- speaking of speaking of Brewski, though, uh, you know, that was that was a smart linebacker to me. You know, I watched him also in Arizona. And I just loved his, for lack of a better term, field generalship. Even mm-hmm. with a smallish linebacker, this guy was like a, a tomcat all over the place. If, if you take Brady out of the equation and at, say outside of Brady, who is the most popular or is the best Patriot during the whole last 20 years? A few people might say Edelman at this point from recency bias, but the vast majority is it's Brewski's the second guy. Like, even though he's, ne- he's never going to make the Hall of Fame, we understand that. Like, when he was up for the Patriots Hall of Fame, they put up two people who had never been nominated before because it wasn't worth it. It was like, Bruce King, we'll give two other people a shot. But he's still got, like, 90% of the vote. He's, he is super, super popular in New England. Who were the other two? Do you remember? Uh, I can look it up. It's on this computer. Go ahead and talk, and I'll find it for you. Okay. All right, so New England starts, and it's a, a lot like how they started the first half in their first offense. Uh, cut pair of screens to Edwards. Uh, nine yards, and then another first down right in Oakland territory. So they're starting off really, really good. A reverse to Brown, though, tackle for loss for nine yards, which yeah. a, a gimmick play it right here. I mean, it's ballsy, but. But again, those conditions. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. We were like, what the hell was that about? Yeah. You know? The other and two. We're looking way- at like, we're looking at like, you guys are wasting down with this, all this fancy stuff. Just plow ahead, straight ahead, mm-hmm. and go attack them. The, the other two up against Brewski were uh, former coach Chuck Fairbanks, who's never been nominated again, and uh, underrated offensive lineman who eventually got in as a um, a Veterans Committee nominee, Leon Gray. Oh, so, I, lo- I love that guy. Yeah, he, Leon Gray was great, but he had never been nominated before. It was more just, hey, let's get him up there and up against yeah. Bruce. Fairbanks has never been back, so. Well, we get Dave, uh, we get Patton sort of now uh, in, into the game because uh, he was pretty quiet in the first. Did he? I don't think he even had a, a catch. Yeah, no, he had no receptions in the okay. first half. Well, he g- gets off of the bang, uh, twenty yards uh, on a play action to the Oakland thirty. Uh, Patton again, so we get to get to the Oakland nine. So this is the best the best sort of they've done. Uh, Smith gets to the five, and uh, they go for it twice in the end zone, but. No. He, he threw to Rod Rutledge, who was not a person. <laughs> It didn't work because Rod Rutledge is, to my memory, never existed. <laughs> well, uh, well, that fictitious person didn't catch shit. No, well, it was also over the time. Yeah. And we get Vinatieri for a field goal, 23 yards. So 7-3 Oakland, 8-23 to play in the third. Oak- and I think this is where they, they were talking about Vinatieri, again, him being early on in his career. But I didn't realize that he went to West Point – and oh, then and then dropped out and, and then went to South Dakota State. No, South Dakota State, yeah. Hmm. 
Well, I, actually, I think my favorite thing about Vinatieri is, and if you've heard the story before, I'm sorry, but uh, when, uh, when uh, what's his name? The last stand, uh, Wounded Knee. Well, I can think of his name right now. Uh, Custer, General Custer. Okay. When General Custer went out and everybody he went had with him got killed, he left one person behind, his bugler, to was call Adam someone. And that was Adam Vinatieri's great-grandfather. Okay. I did hear that. Not a Vinatieri. No, well, Vinatieri's old, but he ain't that old. Uh, <laughs> but, but actually, Vinatieri just retired. Do you know who he took over for when he got the Patriots job? Who he beat out for that job? Well, Matt Barr, also known right. as Oh, also that's known as right. they did mention that during the broadcast. The, the kicker for the '79 Steelers championship. So you go directly from Matt Barr to. To, to uh Vinatieri, which is like 40 years of time it's crazy how long he's he in there so yeah the family the, the bar family kicking uh company yeah i remember those guys yep we well, had one ourselves yep all right so oakland uh starts on their own 37 uh, and it's a good drive uh converting to tim, to tim brown for 16 yards uh then right to jerry rice for 10 gannon's doing really really good mm-hmm. um actually uh, I want to sort of like talk about uh, Gannon for a bit. Uh, Raiders fans have been pushing Jim Plunkett a bit for the Hall of Fame. Uh, Wayne, I think Rich Gannon's actually a better choice in some ways, statistically. I know Plunkett's got the two Super Bowls, but I always right, thought right. Gannon was a special right. player. He, he was to me. I could say I remember watching him in that Casey Red, and I hated him. But, you know... <laughs> You know, just just how he could manipulate our defensive guys. So we saw that when he put the black jersey on, and I'm just like, man, where? Why didn't we get this guy earlier? But like, talk about field generalship, and I heard it from players that I've questioned myself about mm-hmm. him. He would sit your ass straight in the huddle, yeah. and he ran the show, and that's what you know you pay that quarterback for. So, and his knowledge of the game was impeccable. I, I honestly think, and I, I certainly want uh, opinions here from all of you, I, I think Gannon is one of the most under, which is weird to say for a Raider, because there's always a, the Raider bias and whatnot, but I think he's one of the most underappreciated quarterbacks of the last 25 years. I, I really think so. I mean, he was an MVP. Yeah, but we right. don't talk about him. And, and why? Dexter Jackson? <sighs> I mean, honestly, if they I, I guess that, the year after is, is if, if, the if, they win, if, if the Raiders win that Super Bowl, everything's different for him. True. Yeah, no, that's very true. Absolutely, I believe well, that too. Right, right now, uh, he's doing super good. Uh, another another plot thing for Rice uh, Law. Oh my God, Ty Law! I loved watching Ty Law in this game. Mm-hmm. I, I guess because I'm I'm always watching Saints games and just you just don't focus on other players as much as you really should. I was is my wrong here is like Ty Law like the be, the best defensive player in this game, and that that's a game that includes Charles Woodson. In this game, uh, Wood, just Woodson this, Woodson was super good this yeah, game. Yeah, he was just really good in in this vacuum. He. Here's how good Woodson was in this game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for the radio here for a second. Woodson was so good that they kept throwing at Eric Allen, who's been a semifinalist for the last bunch of years. Yeah. Like, if you have to throw yeah. at a guy who – I don't know if Eric Allen's ever going to make it, 
right? A guy who is at least a semifinalist is your choice. That means that other guy is pretty darn good. But well, pretty damn good. I, I guess what I guess maybe I'm also sort of biased here when I'm looking at Law covering two Hall of Fames. True. Yeah. I, I, and, I, and how good would this game have been if it wasn't much. snowing? Oh, if yeah, this, if that, we wouldn't be even probably having this discussion if, 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 no. if it wasn't for the weather. No, if, well, we wouldn't. We'd be picking something else. I, if, it, if it weren't snowing, I'm willing to bet that the Raiders win this game easy. I hate to say it, but you might have seen a really big game from Brady. It's also possible. As yeah. much as I hate to say that. The as much as I hate sure to say Bill that. Belichick wouldn't smile. That's the only thing we know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk yeah. a bit more about that later. But the, the drive stalls, and then we have Janikowski going for a 38-yarder uh, field goal, which at the time, when we're watching this and we're watching all the conservative play calling and going for it, it's like, oh, God, he's, he's going to try to go for this. And we know what's going to happen, but at the time, putting myself in that moment, and like you mentioned earlier, Evan, uh, the Janikowski. It was an impressive kick. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He made in those easy. conditions? He made it really easy. Mm-hmm. And I think it also set the tone. Janikowski doing that, I think, inadvertently sort of set it up for Belichick. Like, okay, we can do this. You know, going the other way. I, I, I do. I yeah, because he, he's taking notes. Definitely, he's sure he's taking notes yeah. like that. Yeah, no, for for sure. Because I mean, if, if okay, I, I've got confidence in my kicker. We can probably do that. Like, why not? Because like that was the first time where they really went for any kind of you know playing this part. But yeah, Janik, Janikowski doesn't get, I think, a lot of, because he was only a Pro Bowler once, I think. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that I remember. Why. I have to look that up. Yeah. So I think only the one time, but it's not like anyone ever said, I did, like you, I'm sure as a Raider fan, you never thought, you know, we really got to improve our kicking game. Yeah. No. I mean, you know, it's, maybe I, accuracy. I yeah, I didn't. I, I liked his accuracy as far as a field goal kicker. Now, and like I say, he would he would try like fifty yards and mm-hmm. sixty yards was nothing to him with that cannon he had. But uh, you know, when you get to a point where you got to rely on your kicking game, you're in trouble anyway. If only <laughs> he had the accuracy of former Vanderbilt kicker Sarah Fuller. Oh man, <laughs> you cannot right stay. Away. You cannot stay away from that topic. Yeah, he was a pro. One hundred percent. She has a 100% accuracy. Can we get her on the show? Oh, yeah. Yeah. She'll, as long as she doesn't listen to past shows that I've done. <laughs> uh, so so uh, he was a one-time Pro Bowler in 2011. How many times do you think Vinatieri was a Pro Bowler, by the way? Four? Three. Okay. Three. Okay, I was going to say three. But what's incredible is that these two kickers played for a long time, and Sebastian retired in 2019, and obviously Vinatieri just recently hung him up. Which and, is the longevity of the kickers in this game. And, and Leckler too. Leckler was around until 2017. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think? Yeah, they were saying he had, he had too much white hair in his beard, so he was, you know, they were trying to go younger at that time. And I, I personally hated that move, getting rid of him. Do you think Leckler makes a Hall of Fame? Any, any of you guys? I was, I was just gonna. I was just gonna ask that. Uh, well, it's our. It's our other show. So I yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It, he might be like one of those finalists, but I don't think he'll ever get in. If there is a second punter, whoever gets in, is it Leckler? Yeah, but at the same time, though, 
look how long it took Ray Guy because it's the same right. problem. Right. That, I'm going to say that Vinatieri ha- will have. Adam Vinatieri will go down in history as if the best, if not one of the best kickers. And a lot of people say well, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But at what point is he? Are you ever going to look at the list of those who are eligible for the Hall of Fame and say, yeah, he's one of the top five guys? You're not. No. And it'll happen. I mean, Morton Anderson, not Morton Anderson. Yeah, Morton Anderson got it. Morton Anderson, yeah. Uh, it, it will, but it's it's going to be a struggle. But uh, but Vinatieri will be eligible here. If he, if he played just one game in 2020, it would have been a lot harder to get in first ballot because he's going to be eligible a year earlier than, than the Breeze, Rivers, uh, who else? What's the other big names? Uh, Witten. Yeah. This yeah, year, this Jason. Year's, yeah. This year's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, so, and, yeah. Well, he's he's up against, he's going to be up against Eli in that first battle. <laughs> oh. So, and, and, and as if anyone listens to our show, both Kirk and I have a, and we have, I just, my, my thing on Eli is that Eli at no point in his career was one of the top eight quarterbacks in the league. He <laughs> wasn't. He made some Pro Bowls, but at no point was he really one of the top eight quarterbacks in the league. He does have two championships. I really wanted him to lose that last game so he'd have an, uh, a losing record for his career. Um, and his and his streak, honestly, the worst thing for him is his streak was broken. He was benched for Geno Smith, which is also probably not the yeah. best. Um, one of the highlights. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, Geno Smith, when he started that game, became the first African-American quarterback ever to start a game for the Giants, making them the last team ever to have a wow. African-American quarterback. But uh, the Patriots... Yeah, because you, uh, yeah, yeah, you asked me that last week. I, I, w- I was going to guess the Bears. Did I guess the Bears? Uh, I don't know if the Bears ha- actually have quarterbacks. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, I haven't... Oh. Whoa, whoa. I'm a punky QB, they call McMahon. <laughs> He he had to be superimposed on that. He wouldn't do it with the rest of the team. I I will maintain, and I'm going to blame you, the Chicago Bears. Of uh, yes, you did the Super Bowl shuffle, and because of all you assholes, every player thinks they can rap. No, you can't. Stop. Sorry, I just wanted to do that. Yeah, yeah that was a, that was a, a trend following that. That was a trend for quite a few years. Okay, if, if you haven't seen this. Uh, I encourage everyone to sort of YouTube uh, the Dodgers uh, baseball boogie. Wow. It is so bad. And you've got the, the uh, oh, it was Pedro Guerrero. Baseball would be very, very good to me. He really did. Oh, do that. God, no. Yes. <laughs> it, it is awful. And, you, and you've got all, it, I have never seen a bunch of athletes look more like dorks in my life. The Dodgers baseball boogie, you're welcome, and I'm sorry. But you know what, Evan? It was all about that boogie. It was about getting that boogie on to, to some music. That was the thing. Yeah, yeah that was indeed. But uh, uh, I, guess, I guess moving on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Going back, though, if, <laughs> yeah. if it came down to Manning and Vinatieri, because I don't think Manning's first ballot Hall of Famer either, who do you think is more likely to – who do you think is more off. likely to get voted in? If it were, if you're just doing that, I picked Manning intentionally because I don't think he's going to get in first ballot. So who do you think would be more to be picked? You know, if only we had a committee to discuss this. Oh wait, <laughs> we do. Yeah, we, we do. do. Yeah. Yes. 
We do. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah, because that class is going to have Keechley, oh, uh, Vernon David, Eric Weddle, Marshall Yanda, Travis Frederick, Lorenzo Alexander, and, and Manning, and now Vinatieri. So, I mean, Keechley, I think, is a clear first ballot. Mm-hmm. Yanda could very well be a first ballot. Well, I mean, it just speaks to uh, how, how, you hard, feel about Weddle. How, how hard it is to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in comparison to every other hall that there is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It is so colossally hard. When you... I, would like to, I would like to get a printout of that criteria, you know? Mm. I, I don't think they have a criteria. I mean, they're, like baseball will say that you've got to be in there for 10 years. Basketball, we don't, uh, basketball, we don't know what they think. We don't even know who's on their committee. It's so messed up that if you search who when so-and-so is eligible, my site comes up. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually just typed into Google 2024 NFL L- uh, Hall of Fame eligibles, and your site was the first, t- first two. No way. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Wow. So 2025 was, uh, was Sports Illustrated, but 2024 is, is not in the Hall of Fame. Oh, well, look at that. And uh, See that, Dad? I did make it. I did make it. Manscaping better hop on soon. <laughs> those, those prices are going to go up. Yeah, that, that's that's ah, sweet, yeah. sweet manscaping money. Ah, exactly. And I'm one hairy bastard, so yeah. Barbados. I mean, it's, we got to spice things up. It's been 17 years with wife number two. Not that there's going to be a wife number three. I swear. No. Does she no. listen to the show? No. Good thing. That's a very good thing. No, no, she doesn't. Uh, thank God. <laughs> oh, I guess moving on. All right. So the, okay. Yeah, the Patriots. Where are we? 10-3 Oakland? Yeah, 10-3 Oakland, 4-14 okay. to play. Uh, the Patriots go three and out. So I would imagine things here in Foxborough, we're getting a little bit scared. Uh, Oakland starts on their own 49. Two batted balls. And then we saw one of them by a rookie named Richard Seymour. I wonder how his career is going to pan out. A, a, a future future Raider, Richard Seymour. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Which was a shock to us. But hey, shocked, you know, shocked we're, to we're us too. Yeah, yeah, shocked to us too. I was like, wait, we just traded Richard Seymour? What happened? So... <laughs> Well, that's the brilliance of Bill Belichick getting rid of a player too early as opposed to too late. As opposed to too late, absolutely. But he absolutely. was, but he was still made the Pro Bowl twice in Oakland. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, this wasn't like when they got. No, you're, you're right. Wetzel or Laurie Merloy, like he was still a good player for a while. So we were, we were saying it had to have been about contract money. It had to have been. Yeah, that's all I can think of. Like, there, the only other one I could compare to that is Chandler Jones when we traded him to. Arizona, Arizona. For washed up for washed up offensive lineman in a bucket of balls. But that was because Chandler Jones is like wandering around shirtless, turn himself into a police station in Foxborough because he'd had like some bad drug interaction. And that was that who was is, the end of that. Who that's, was that's the what, Raider who uh, who did who did who uh, messed up at the Super Bowl the year after? The Raider that messed up in the suit. Yeah, the first one comes to me is the Falcon in '98 with. Uh, Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, no, the the, the Walter Payton Man of the Year. What I can think of his name, who was uh, with the Falcons and then got caught. I didn't think the it was stripper, a Raider. Okay. Stripper the day before the Super Bowl. Well, I can't think of his name. It, Eugene. Oh Robinson. yeah. Eugene. Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he was he was a Walter Payton Man of the Year, and then got caught with a stripper. The yeah. 
the night before the Super Bowl. Yeah, but you can still be philanthropic and be with strippers. I don't see why the two are. It's just that it, the problem was he left his wife and three kids back at the hotel. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> but if he would have took the wife and three kids, that would have been worse. <laughs> certainly, certainly would have cost more. <laughs> yeah, it definitely would have cost more. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I, I think you know, the kids would have been. You know, I, I think he was responsible. Okay. Moving on. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> There, uh, there isn't there isn't an FEC for podcasts, right? No, <laughs> no, 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 thank God. I, actually, every show that I've ever done, it's gotten a clean rating. FCC. I don't know how. There should yeah. be that E right next to it. <laughs> there, there's not. Uh, so after the two batter balls, Rice, 22 yards to the New England 29, but it doesn't uh, go any further than that. But Janikowski, 45-yard field goal. Another impressive kick. You know, and you know, I, I, if I was a Raiders fan, I'd be upset about that non-call on Richard Seymour pass roughing the passer. Mm-hmm. I just thought, I mean, here we are at 2001, and that that place starting to get called more often. Yeah, and definitely I think, so. Yeah, but like say that that, that non-call was like par for the course that day. Right, right, and just going back to the game, the Bills Oilers game, where and I can't remember. I think it was probably a Bruce Smith roughing the passer that did get called. And I thought it was pretty, it was fairly similar that what Richard Seymour did to Gannon, but it just didn't get called. And right. I thought that was a big non-call. Well, 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 now you can sneeze on the quarterback. And the- well, well, you know, when Tom Brady gets tackled below the knees and out for the season, they got to change the rules to protect quarterbacks all of a sudden. Oh, we'll, we'll get to a rule change soon. <laughs> Uh, so then, by the way, by the way, if Bernard Pollard is ever anywhere near any Patriot, like I just fear for that person's safety. So wow. Bernard Pollard was the guy who took out Brady. He's also the guy when Edelman blew out his knee in a preseason game. It was Bernard Pollard. Like that dude is that dude is just deadly to Patriots. If you want to beat the Patriots, just get him on your team, just somewhere on the sideline. Someone will run off. Someone will run off the field, run to Bernard Pollard, and rip their Achilles. I think what that was, Evan, he was trying to make a name for, it, for himself as a hitman at that time, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, the next drive for New England, it doesn't go that far, but it does sort of set the tone for later as we got up a Patton reception for 14 yards and a Wiggins reception for 22. Uh, it does stall at the Oakland 35. Is that the drive with the, the double pass that Patton drops and Wiggins catches and uh yes yeah that, that was an interesting it was a fairly heads no, up no no it's not or it's not okay no that's Sorry. coming later jump in the gun yeah yeah that yeah that's coming later i actually have notes for this one evan who knew i never have you notes don't do notes for all your shows no so i should feel privileged that you do notes for our show uh look the last show i did about number one songs i i, I and you can well, you can get this it's how did this go to number one where we looked at down under by men at work I had three Aussies on and I was completely obliterated. <laughs> yeah. I, not that That's I've ever listened to podcast. Uh, not that I've ever done a show drunk with you, Evan. <laughs> don't, don't, don't want to mess up the manscaping money, my friend. No, no. There but, you uh, go. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting on the boogie video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, Jerry Royce trying to do a dance. 
Oh, oh no. Yes. You know what? Dancing. Jerry, yeah. I might have to look that up right now. Yeah, because Jerry, like Jerry Royce, who looked like he was 50 when he was 30. Like, it, I think he had, if I remember right, it was, I think he had like a Lemmy uh, jacket, just like doing, trying to do this. Wow. Yeah. Uh, for those just listening, you didn't miss anything. You don't want to see that. Very, very white. Or you definitely do. Or you, yeah. Uh, Brady sacked uh, as we're uh, starting the uh, the fourth quarter. Incomplete pass. Com- that incomplete pass. Sorry, that, drive over. That sack was an awesome defensive play. Mm-hmm. Like Brady had zero chance of doing anything on that play. That was just well designed, perfect defensive play on that sack. Absolutely. Uh, so we got another punt. Oakland starts on their own twenty. Uh, Garner Garner was pretty close to getting a hundred all-purpose yards, and in this condition, it's very very impressive. But they can't get past. That's the only yard uh, drive of note. They punt. And then a very interesting drive for New England. But, uh, so they start on their own 35. Uh, Patton, 14-yard reception. Uh, both he and, and I, for, I didn't get the name of the person who was covering him. I think it was Allen, but I'm not sure. Slipped. So they both slipped uh, on the play. You no, know, it was your third uh, defensive back uh, with the weird name. I okay. Start- who was your th- who was your third defense a corner back then, Wayne? Uh, let me think. Wow, I'm uh, drawing a blank too, man. Mar- I want I, Mary... would... I can think of who, that's who it was because they both slipped. Uh, and Pat, by the way, Patton had over 100 yards receiving in the second half of this game. Mm-hmm. It's pretty impressive. I barely remembered him. Oh, I mean, Patton, Patton, yeah. and David Givens were like the beginning of the Patriots as having absolutely no name receivers who somehow just rip people to shreds. And then we thought eventually we could get away with Rache Caldwell as our best uh, wide receiver, and that fell apart. So, which led to Randy Moss, fortunately. Right. And so Brady's just on fire here. Then eight yards uh, to Falk, uh, two yards to Wiggins. And this is the deflection uh, thing where Brown uh, for eight yards, but Wiggins sort of – no, that's actually – no, that's coming later. Brown for eight. Uh, Wiggins again for another two yards. So we're on the Oakland 31. Uh, Patton for 11 to get to Oakland tw- Oakland 20. So we got six com- uh, straight receptions. Uh, Wiggins then catches the deflected ball off Patton, getting yep. to the 15. Patton again to the 10. Wiggins for another three. And then Brady rushes. I don't and think he's he- ever looked more graceful in his life. Well, well there's a, there, there, there was a game against the Bears where he faked Brian Urlacher out of his shoes, which is the only, remember, time, yeah. only time he's ever faked anyone out. Two, two highlight runs yeah, to put on his it. Hall of Fame tape. It, it took him 19 years to get to 1,000 yards rushing. That was his goal for his last year with the Patriots because he wanted to make 1,000 yards rushing. And he finally did it in the, the last year he was here in New England. My, my note here is I finally found something that Tom Brady can't do, which is spike the ball. <laughs> Flippery conditions. Yeah. It, it was, but he, it, it was all klutzy and it didn't matter. It was Tom Brady and it was still uh, awesome. And who give, gives a shit when you, get a, when you get a touchdown? Also, Gronk was only 11 at this point and hadn't come around right. to teach him how to spike. Oh, my God. Teach him how to spike. You got it. <laughs> Absolutely. That's crazy. All right. Yeah, just, just a side note. Uh, when, uh, when Carl Nassib came out uh, and, got, and got a bit of a, a press for being the first uh, openly uh, gay player, doesn't he look like Gronk? Kind of? Yeah. Maybe a little. 
I'm not implying anything. I'm just saying that. Holy no, shit. He looks, he looks like a mini bro. Oh, I'm pulling up a picture of him. Yeah. Like, like a, little a little bit. bit. He does yeah. look a little bit like him. He looks like he looks like he could be a cousin. <laughs> just that was sort of like what I was thinking. He can't be a Gronkowski because all four of them have played for the Patriots. And since he hasn't played for the Patriots yet. So Including can't. the dad. Yes. So. So at this point now we got 13-10 Oakland. This has like every the momentum has changed completely, but Oakland still has they've 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 got this running game with Garner. And I'm, I'm so you're watching this so 741 to play. Oakland starts at their own 30, and they're just eating clock. Which is what you, you expect you expect them to do. Garner for nine, then Crockett for one, just keeping everything on the ground, which you should do, but uh, they ate about three minutes, uh, got stalled, and have to punt with 3.48 to go. Yeah, so the problem there was that the last two plays of that drive were both incompletions, correct? Right, yeah. Uh, that was That's the fatal mistake mm-hmm. right there. If they run that ball twice, the Patriots have to call those timeouts. Right, absolutely. And yeah. this whole game, the, the, doesn't, the, the Patriots run out of time, I think. If they just run that ball, even once, they mm. might have run out of time. That's what you call getting cute, Evan. That's what we were saying. Why did yeah. you get cute right there? You know. Yeah, because yeah, so. you're right. Yeah, Two, incomplete pass on second and eleven. So then, the, I don't know if they. I guess they were sort of like going for, like just trying to. So put that just, the, top it's second second eleven. Just run it, and then if you have to, then if you have right. to throw for third down, yeah. that's fine. But you have to run it at least one of those two plays to make the Patriots call at least one of the time. So right. that the two minute warning is the last chance they have, or and and you're going to have time after that to do something else. So, which, yeah, because we're going to see that pretty shortly. Uh, because New England gets the ball back, but they go nowhere, uh, with this uh, three incomplete passes and a punt. During this, Phil Sims gets pelted with a snowball, which I didn't, I thought they were behind glass. How are the how's this happening? Uh, I checked my notes. Apparently, it was a young Evan Nolan who was responsible. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny my appearance at that game. I didn't say where my friend Ash's house was. Okay. <laughs> how is he out? Like, how is he, this even possible? Uh, well, my favorite part was like, I saw the guy who did it. And, like, I don't know. It's just weird. The whole thing was. What was he going to do? Jump over the booth and start attacking the guy? Well, that's what I was wondering. Like, hey, okay, like, why even mention it? Uh, I got pelted with a snowball. I see the guy. Like, what are you trying to tell us that you're a tough guy? And you're going to get him later? No, you're not. You're doing nothing. You're going to stay there and do your job and call for security when it's time to leave. Well, yeah, exactly. He could have pulled. He could have pulled the Joe Girardi. Like, come on, knowing that nothing was going to happen. Big tough guy, Joe Girardi. Sorry. That was also from last week. Mm-hmm. So Oakland uh, gets the ball back with 2.41 to play. You've, as a Raiders fan, you got to feel pretty good at this point. Uh, that first run by mm-hmm. Garner. He, he was hurt. Yeah, but he was dead to rights in the backfield mm-hmm. and gained eight yards out of what should have been a four-yard loss. Yep. Right. And, and New England calls their first timeout and – well, it's second and two. You're scared because you oh, yeah. know you've got to call timeouts the next two. Which well, is- I, I, you're you're scared because there's at least a timeout for the two minute warning at this point. Yeah. So if they get it, then it's a problem because no matter what, you're on the other side of two minute warning. But mm-hmm. if if 
they if they don't get it this run and they get the next time, I think you have even a bigger problem because now you can't really stop the clock. You're more scared of them getting on third down than second. Uh, Garner gets the ball next, so it just goes one yard. And then I had a note from before. They, the, the commentators were mentioning before, Garner couldn't do three in a row. Like he just yeah. got too tired, just the way he was he was built just for those short bursts, but he, he can't, he just wasn't built to do it again, which sets up why they go to Zach Crockett. Yeah, well, the second down play was the one where Bruski stopped him after he jumped over the line, right? Yeah. yeah exactly. That was a hell of a hit by Bruski. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a man hit right there. Yeah, just complete shoulder to the guy jumping over and just knocked him down. He got a half a yard after Brisky hit him. Which, but that was- which is crazy. I mean, like, <laughs> how does that even happen? Yeah. Uh, Crockett gets stuffed, and they I know here. Hilariously. It's like a foot and a half short, and they still measure. Yeah. Right. Well, see, that's that, that's that, that's that speed, that, that lack of speed on Crockett's behalf. You know, otherwise yeah. he, he could have gotten that. But you know, yeah. they and they wore Garner out. They just they just ran him till his tongue was hanging out, man. Well, why was it Crockett and not Wheatley at that point? I would have felt better with Wheatley trying to go through there. More power, definitely. Yeah, I just feel like if you need one yard in the snow, I'd rather have Tyrone Wheatley than anyone else on that roster. Well, that's that's when as fans we worry about some of those coaching calls in critical moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be like Seattle throwing that one yard pass. Oh, I and, love that and, call. That call. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> oh my God! You know, mm-hmm. and Beastmo's bring them all the way down, and yeah. uh, they, they weren't really stopping him. And then you get cute. That's just what I call it in, in, in football. You know, you playing a brutal game, and then you get cute. You want to play. You're out coaching yourself. That's yeah, basically what it comes down to. The, the first time that comes up for me is the Patriots in the 2005 AFC championship. It's fourth and two, and they throw the out pattern to Kevin Falk, and he gets one and a half yards. Why are we throwing an out pattern to a 5'11 guy? Like, you need two yards. Just go get the two yards. Go to somebody tall or just pound it through. I loved Kevin Falk. He's one of my favorite all-time Patriots, but he's 5'11, and you need two yards. Why? And they had that great offensive line, too, Evan. He could have hid behind those guys. Yeah. Just go straight. So who knows? I think, you know, when we talk about coaching, this is what one of my favorite coaching things here, just this little subtlety that comes up. Uh, so you've got the commentator saying, okay, we're, they're going to go after uh, Leckler. They don't. They don't want to risk, you know, like, like that possible uh, roughing the path, uh, roughing the kicker penalty. Right. You know that he's not going to, like, as you were mentioning earlier, Wayne, I mean, like, it, the, it's, you're not getting a roll. Yeah. You're not you're getting everyone. Uh, you're you're not getting you're not getting a, a booming punt. You're gonna have not great field position, but it turned out actually turned out to be pretty good because you're starting on uh, their own 46 206. Well, oh, that that was another fumble though. I mean, Brown returned it and fumbled, yeah. and Izzo jumped on it again. Mm-hmm. Larry yeah, Izzo. That, that was the that was the, that was the second one. Larry Izzo is the mm-hmm. complete unsung hero of that game for the Patriots. Yeah, he had two right. plays, both of them saved turnovers. Uh, so then Falk gets a seven-yard reception, two-minute warning, and then this all goes to hell. For the mo- well, Depending on your point of view, I suppose. Yeah. Brady r- runs for a first down to the Oakland 42. Uh, then on the next play, everyone thought it was over. The fans thought it was over. The commentators thought it was over. 
I knew it wasn't over, but I thought it was over. Uh, Woodson tackles Brady. Sure looked like a fumble. And then we all learned about a play that I had a rule I wasn't aware of at the time. That's neither neither was Bill Sims. Bill no. Sims is like, <laughs> like, there's a word for this rule, and I can't think of what it is. I'm like, you will never forget again, my friend. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and, and that's also, too, like we're really learning the value of that headset, where they're getting all this other information, making them look a lot smarter than they are. Right, absolutely. Yeah, at, at this point, so, yeah, so hold, hold yeah. on. So, what, Wayne, what are you thinking at this point? Game over. That's what I'm thinking. Look, run the clock out, get the hell out of there. Yeah, so here's, here's what I'm thinking. So, they go and review it. And do you guys remember what song? Did you notice what song started playing in the stadium? It's the only song you hear all night. Is that Rock and Roll mm-hmm. Part Two? Oh, no, that came up. They, we did play that one too. They don't play that anymore because Gary Glitter has a little bit of an issue. Obviously. Oh, a little yeah. bit of an issue, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but no, it was the second most widely played song in NFL stadiums. There's a trivia question. For you. Oh, one is the banner. In the air tonight? Is what? In the air tonight by Phil Collins. Yeah. So wow. Phil, Phil Collins coming in the air tonight starts playing on the radio on uh, in the stadium. And I'm sitting there with my buddies and they're doing this review and we're all debating it. I say, guys, I don't know what's going to happen, but I can't imagine the season is going to end at fucking Phil Collins. <laughs> that was Phil Collins. I, I understand, but that, well, I mean, again, at that point, I was a... Uh, the drum solo. Okay, well, that, and, that, and, that's, and that's why, that's why the songs play in the stadium. Like the Ravens, that was their song for stretching, and that was the point of the drum solos where the... Uh, they started getting serious about the stretching. Like that's why it's so widely played. But I was just like, "There's no way we're gonna. This isn't gonna go away because Phil Collins." To, 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 to your thing, Glenn. Here's what's wrong with Phil Collins. I have one answer. So, so studio. Oh, yeah, yeah that's you're what's right. Wrong with Phil Collins. <laughs> what the hell is the studio? What does that mean? Every everyone's got one of those in their catalog. I mean, does Lionel Richie still believe that? Does he still play dancing on the ceiling? Like, I mean. This comes to a point like everyone's got something bad. Yeah, but I know what that means. That what does dancing on the ceiling mean? Yeah, he, 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 he wanted to dance on the ceiling, and in the video, he dances on the damn ceiling. <laughs> Bill just goes in the video. I just Susudio. What? What? What is that? Please tell me that song went to number one, so you can talk about it. Actually, next week is. Uh, Next week is the Star Wars theme that went number one. Hmm. John Williams is the man. No, John Williams didn't do this. It was a disco version. Wow. The 70s were great, weren't they? <laughs> uh, so we've got like five five minutes, really. I, I didn't time how much how long this was, but just it took felt forever. Like forever. Yeah. As and just uh, the announcer is going back, well, w- wait a minute. And I guess someone's telling them in their ear, well, you know, like maybe it was the full, he had the forward pass. And then you're looking at the replay. Well, no, he's bringing it back in. And then that's sort of like to your thing, Evan, where they said, well, there's the tuck. I think there's something called the tuck. Yeah. And, and I think everyone watched, that's when I finally got to, got to watch that. Thanks first wife, goddamn bitch. But anyway, um, <laughs> So one of my good friends here in Chicago uh, is a guy named Brooks Sullivan. He's a stand-up comedian. And he 
is one of the biggest – he's a big Bears fan. He's one of the biggest Michigan fans I've ever met in my entire life. His favorite player of all time is Charles Woodson. The call on this play has made him hate Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback in Michigan history forever, completely disown him mm-hmm. because he got the benefit of this call and Woodson got screwed. Teammates in college. I didn't know that. Teammate, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we heard that. Yeah. We heard their lockers were right next to each other. Well, they were somewhere near each other in the same locker room. That was something Phil Sims said mm-hmm. during the broadcast. But yeah. And I'm, I'm sure Phil got, got that in the headset. Well, we're not really sure. You better take that back. You don't want to get sued. <laughs> and they're just all confused. And then all, like, everyone's confused. Uh, and again, I know what's going to happen, and I'm still confused. And I'm looking at that over and over again. And if I was a Raiders fan, I would have been so pissed off. I have a Raiders fan here. What are you thinking when they make this call, Wayne? Total belligerence. A tuck rule. A, 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 first of all, a rule called the tuck rule. He wasn't tucking anything. Now, if I can rant, this is my Rodney Dangerfield. You Go know. For it. What are you talking about? A tuck? tuck Who was he tucking? He got the ball freaking knocked away from him, you know. And they can slow it. They can show it in super slow motion with some molasses attached to it. It still wouldn't change. He got the ball knocked out of his hand, plain and simple. I have a counter to that, which totally eliminates the tuck rule. And I think I showed you that I sent you the Kirk. I sent you the. Yeah, your the Warren Commission's film. photos of the Magic Loogie Seinfeld episode thing. He did not get the ball knocked out. If you look at the slow-mo, Woodson catches body and never hits the ball. You see Tom Brady bringing the arm in, bringing his left arm across to cradle it, and he knocks the ball out himself. <laughs> How that's a talk rule, I don't get. I I never even, I never heard of it. I mean, he had, he had two hands on the ball and knocked it out with his left hand. I'm watching like tuck roll. Like what is this? Someone trying to, he's transgender. He's tucking his cock in. I don't know what the hell this means. Well, you, you got, you got to look at it this way, Kurt. Now they're teammates, right? Former teammates. Mm-hmm. And here's Charles couldn't really hit him in practice. So he's lowering the boom on him. And I can get that. You know, you can't touch him. They got the red jersey on. Well, today, the jersey was blue with a little red, so I'm knocking the hell out of it. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing, too, because I think all of us think the tuck rule is stupid, but they have never changed it. No, didn't they abolish it in 2013? Yeah, I think they took it out. Yeah, finally did. They took it out. Yeah, because so oh. I, I, yeah, it only took 13 years to say, well, maybe this isn't working. Wow. I didn't even realize I had taken that out. Yeah, they, they took it out. Huh? But the fact that they had to go to that, I mean, in this yeah. NFL, which you don't know what a reception is anymore, you don't know what a fumble is, I mean, at best it's inconclusive and call stands on the field. Mm-hmm. But to try to look for this rule that, again, I, I contend that he got two hands on the ball, so when does the tuck end and he's got his possession back ready to re-up for his throw? I mean, that's what the official wasn't looking for. I mean, he was concentrating on what looked like him pulling the ball in and Charles Woodson causing the fumble. And slow-mo still frame shows Woodson getting Brady's shoulder and never really coming into contact with the ball. 
this is also before they would sort of like go to New York for all the replays. Also. Yes, it was all on that one official yeah. looking under the hood. Yeah. And again, that one official was Walt <laughs> Coleman. Yeah. And again, that's probably a case for full-time officials, which we still don't have in this league. So, so Wayne, how many times has Mr. Coleman been in your house? Not ever. And not ever. <laughs> for Will. Yeah. Even if he's so, in town. I, So I, I just went, by the way, online. And, sorry, I just went online. And it's 2013 was when it was eliminated. It, the final vote was 29 to 1. Yeah. What was the one team that voted against? The two teams abstained. The Redskins and Patriots both abstained. Actually, I, if I remember right, it's Pittsburgh. It's the Steelers, yeah, which is weird. Mm. Mm. Hmm. They're, like, they're like, oh, they screwed over the Raiders. We hate the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, leave it in there. You got to keep it in there. <laughs> keep it in there. As a but you'd, have to, you'd have to know some history to, to figure that one out, man. It's, uh, yeah. You talk about some battles, man. And, yeah. and then they, so then they do a shot of, of, like, after they make the announcement, uh, Patriots fans go crazy, which, of course, they do. Then you look at Belichick, who still looks miserable. Like, you just got a second life and you look like that. Chucky looks okay. Like, it's like, well, well, like, I thought, I thought Al was going to have a heart attack in the, in, yeah, up in the Bring it up the sideline. Uh, I was also like, what, like uh, from what I was reading too, and when you could probably speak on this better on that, that was almost the beginning of end for, for Gruden there because from what I read, Al Davis was so pissed off that Gruden wasn't more animated or pissed off and challenged that. Right. Yeah, he was a little bit too cool for that one because I know every fan that I talked to yeah. was about to bust their TV screens. Mm -hmm. And well, could, could he have challenged it though? Because there's yeah, that was in two, within two minutes, right? Yeah, you're gonna challenge. Challengeable? Well, no, no, because it's, everything goes to the. Like, it was under two minutes, so it's already going. So that's why it was reviewed in the first place. Right. If this so, would have happened probably the two minute, two second. This doesn't get reviewed. No. No, because no, nothing looking at it. We, I was saying, ever uh, Kurt, that it, it gave them enough time to make phone calls to the appropriate person mm -hmm. and get the okay to call that call, to make that call. That's a conspiracy that will never die. Right up there with uh, Patrick Ewing uh, getting picked number one in that frozen- uh, The frozen envelope. <laughs> the, frozen, yeah. the frozen envelope. Which you know, worked out well for the Knicks and their zero championships, but who was gonna beat Jordan? But at this point, the game's not over. No. It's second life, so you've got to like shake this, which is next to impossible. I mean, it's like when 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 you and I, Glenn, did uh, episode one when we talked about the Bill Buckner game. Yeah, there was still time back, left. You know, like you, like you don't the whole seven for, game seven they had a shot at. So, yeah, sorry. Just by the way, the Bill Buckner game should be the Calvin Giraldi game as a Red Sox fan. Just Calvin so, Giraldi. Yeah. Okay. So Bill Bill Buckner gets completely unfairly. I mean, he made the error, but he should never have been that game. Dave Stapleton should have been at first base. Yeah, and we discussed that in the in the in the series that they, they wanted Buckner to be on the field when the last out was made and he'd be celebrating. Yeah, but Dave Stapleton should have been in that game. So my this by the way, my brother and dad were a third row in on the first baseline for that game. And um, yeah, it was not my dad's one of my dad's favorite sports. Well, so we continue. Patton gets a first down to the Oakland 28. And 
couldn't go any further than that. And then this, this is where we get what's considered, although looking at what Janikowski did, because like I, that's how I remembered it in my head as the greatest uh, field goal of all time. I don't know that I necessarily feel that way anymore, but it was certainly the most clutch. It, it sort of takes a little bit more out of it after watching what Janikowski did earlier. But nevertheless, the winner writes history. Vinatieri puts a 45 right through the uprights. He made it by like two feet. It barely got yeah. over. over. Yeah. And because, of that, because of that hard ball. Yep. Yeah. But, you know, he did what he needed to do. Overtime, 13-13. Uh, New England wins the toss. Because of course we do. That's what we do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, if there's one thing you can guarantee, if there's an overtime, the Patriots win the toss. I don't know how, but that's how it works. Yeah, and at this point, it's, pre- it's kind of anticlimactic because that's also when – if you win the toss, you know, in overtime, you're probably going to win the game. Uh, Ridiculous percentage at the time. Yeah. Uh, Redmond, 21-yard reception. Uh, the Wiggins, the first down to the Oakland 34. They can't get it any – well, no, they get they get to the 28, then a first down to Patton uh, to the 24, uh, then a couple rushes to the 8, 23-yard field goal, and again. Uh but the story doesn't end here. As we, we talked earlier, this was the end for, for Gruden in Oakland. And so the first question, I, I guess to you, Wayne, so when Gruden leaves for Tampa, what's your first thought? Like, did you know that was coming? No, we had no idea. And we figured, uh, Tampa Bay, oh, we're good riddance, you know? <laughs> and uh, we're feeling pretty good about ourselves, you know, the following season. And uh, when it, come, it comes back and bites us in the ass, so to speak, because, mm-hmm. and these are stories that I had verified by a few players that were still left there. Uh, Coach Callahan was so uh, sure of himself that he figured, okay, we're facing our, our old head coach. Let's, let's switch a few things up, you know. Bill would never walk into a, a, a trap like that, but... Callahan refused to change cadences, uh, schemes, and a couple of players, and I won't name them, you know, for not get sued, but during the game, Tampa Bay's defense is calling out what play it is. I think I remember reading something about that. Yes, and it was real stuff, real stories. And they're looking at each other like, how the fuck do they know what we're getting ready to call? That's just how, and, and, and us watching it, like how do they know they're in the right spot at the right time every time something's fishy here and uh you know of course the deal with the center going a wall kind of mess with gannon's uh confidence yeah. a bit you right. know that, that, and, that, that was the player i was trying to remember okay yeah yeah, yeah. and it, it was just it was just brutal to watch man uh can you go to mexico or something yeah yeah oh yeah why go why let a guy go when you know he has this issue let him go by himself. That was rule number one. You always go with company. Uh, but like I say, that that kind of wrote history for us, man. And uh, the worst ass whipping in a Super Bowl that I've witnessed. Yeah. The, I, I have to say, the one thing that was interesting during the game, I don't know if you noticed, was at one point on the sidelines, the Raiders were calling defensive calls with colored cards. Yes. Did, you, did you notice that? Yeah. yeah. They had, they had a green before. card at one point, a red card at another point, and everything like that. It may have been 
Nah, I think it was that they were paranoid that somebody had, uh, what do you call, put a bug in their ear, in their headsets or something, man. But I had never seen that before. Yeah, but I mean, if they're if it's that easy to figure out, if you have any history with Oakland and they're still doing stuff like that, it may not have been that hard for them to do it in the Super Bowl. Is what I'm saying for Gruden to figure it out. So and so then from the flip side, we have New England, uh, Vinatieri. Uh, some people have called that kick that launched the dynasty, mm-hmm. which you could argue that uh, it's you know because they did go on to win that year's Super Bowl, beating the Rams, and they would win six. Right. Yeah. You know, and could so have, many things. So many could, things. Could, could, could have been could have been nine. Could have been two. But yeah, we've won six. Yeah. <laughs> and well, you know that you know that phrase they call turning point in every game. Well, that was a turning point. In that team's history, basically, in my eyesight, and well, in both, I mean, that, that, that was a turning point in Boston sports because oh, okay. because okay. when I was when I was a kid, the la- again I I when this when this game happened, I had just had my twenty third birthday, right? So, uh, I, yeah, January twenty, I, my birthday is January fifth, so I just had my twenty third birthday when this happened. So last time I had seen a championship was nineteen eighty six with the Celtics. And since then, wow. we had we had like other than that Celtics championship. My first memory is us getting shellacked by the Bears. Then, then I the '87 Celtics fell apart. The '86 Red Sox had their terrible time. The '90 Bruins got killed by or yeah '90 Bruins got yeah, killed Edmonton. by Oilers. The Oilers, yeah. Like it was just like loss after loss after loss in championships for like 16 years, and it's hard to think about that. And the Patriots won that Super Bowl, and then two more, and then. The Red Sox break the curse, and then it's like the almost perfect season, and everything changed in Boston on that Super Bowl. I remember talking to my dad. My dad at that point is – my dad was born 28, so he's 74 at that point. Um, or 73 because he hadn't had his birthday yet. 73 at that point. And both of us for like weeks were like, the Patriots won – like not that game, but like the, the Super Bowl. The Patriots won the Super Bowl. Like it's just the black sheep because no, make no mistake about it. The Red Sox were number one in Boston at that point. The right. Bruins were probably two ahead of the Celtics, so Celtics teams weren't the greatest around then. And the with the Celtics being three, and then the Patriots were a distant four. Like it wasn't even close. And now the Patriots are number one. So they catch me out. So I mean, we we had a down year last year where we went, we went seven and nine. Like we even lose ten games in our awful year, and like. It's, it's, it's almost, it's weird. It's this weird. I always, when I was a kid, I was like, man, it'd be great to be a 49ers fan. They just are always good. They're always winning. The Patriots are like <laughs> not good. And then all of a sudden we're the 49ers times two. And I was like, that's just, it's just, it's weird. It's weird to be at the top. Well, that's the beautiful thing about yeah. sports fandom. You can be a fan of a dud team. Cause yeah, growing up, I mean, the Patriots, I don't want to say a laughing stock, but they, they weren't on national television. You know, they, they weren't they weren't really thought much of. Uh, I, I see you got Patriot Pat there, but that's that, that was to me was always a goofy thing on the helmet to me. This, I mean, I mean, we replaced it with the flying Elvis, so that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that was a whole. There's a whole conspiracy theory about that because if before before Craft uh, bought the team, there was serious talk about the Patriots moving to St. Louis and becoming the St. Louis Patriots. And if you cut the face off of that 
of the Patriots logo, there's just kind of like that flag, sort of flaggy thing. Like that'd be great for whatever the team is in St. Louis. They're just setting it up for that. Uh, and up until up until well, then Hartford was going to get the team, and then Kraft took over, and everything changed. But yeah, that was the last game for an old Foxborough knee Schaefer near Sullivan Stadium. Possibly the worst stadium ever to be a permanent home of a professional sports team in the United States. Uh, I've, I've, I've been to uh, Orchard Park. Oh. You know, why, why <laughs> you got to go there? No, Evan, you're right. I think I saw a Dave Matthews concert there at Foxborough, and I, I we went in, and obviously we're not there to see a football game with Dave Matthews, and I think Ben Folds and oh, Ben I was Harper. at that. Con- we're at the same concert, Glenn. Okay, then, the yeah, concert. we were at the same concert. But, yeah, I walk into the stadium, and my friend was working for whatever weather company there, and uh, we had, had the tickets. I think the day before she got her company's uh, Red Sox tickets, so saw the Orioles and Red Sox, and Cal Ripken was playing third at the time. So we go to that game, and then I walk into Foxborough. I'm looking around, I'm like, this is an NFL stadium? <laughs> that was my first initial thought. I'm like, oh, okay. So, yeah, you're right. That was not a great stadium. No. And, and it ended with clearly the 15th best game in NFL history, but really, <laughs> really not a good game to let out. It was kind of the perfect fitting game, last game for that stadium. Yeah. Well, I guess that ends episode four. Thank you all for being part of this. I don't know what episode five is going to be. Glenn will think of something. We always do. Maybe we'll go back to the Battle of the Network Stars. That was fun. Hey, was hey Wayne, Wayne I'm, I'm amazed how calm you were about this. Even your rant was not as unhinged as I thought it was going to be. No, so. man. It, it's been so many years, uh, Evan. And it, it still hurts. Just thinking about it, even when I when I got the topic of the show, I'm like, oh my God, I gotta talk about that. But you know, just understanding how the game goes, the ebb and flows of, of teams rising and falling. And it just wasn't our year. We were not gonna represent the AFC that year, come hell or high water. And it kind of, you know, I'm I'm kind of okay with it, but that whole tough route, the way that, the way it transpired, would never be forgotten, ever. Yeah. Do, here's a but, question. But, if, if the Raiders win that game, do you think the Raiders go on to beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh? Ooh, that's ooh. That would have been another tough one, man, uh, because yeah. just because we hadn't had any rest and uh, that would have been a brutal one, but a hell of a matchup just because of the, the personnel we had on both on our team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we could have held our own. That was a 15 and one Steelers team with Cordell Stewart at the helm. That was, uh, that was all about that. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. trying yeah. to figure out who quarterbacked that team. Cordell. Cordell. Jeez. Yeah. So, and then, and, and then of course, name. then of course the Super Bowl, where, I mean, Marshall Falk is still convinced that the Patriots followed the walkthrough, even though ESPN's printed 400 retractions on that. So. And I still have uh, visions of like, oh God, they're going to show another picture. Uh, no, stop. Camera, stop going on Brenda Warner. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like the hairdo? I, I, I don't know how we call them Karens and not Brendas. Mm. That, that's, that's, well, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I, I think, or maybe not quite at that point, but shortly thereafter, Brady started dating Tara Reid for a while. Did he really? So, yeah. 
So that was that was a tough time in Patriots history. That was the I think that was the next year after he won the Super Bowl. Santara Reed was in the was in the owner's box. Well, like, what was there like, when that was happening? Were a lot of people thinking Tara Reed was a jinx, like uh, they did in Dallas with just when Jessica Simpson was dating uh, Jessica? <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I mean, yeah. I don't know. The year we, I think it was that year because I think the year he dated Tara Reed is the year we didn't make the playoffs. So, so I think it's blame poor Tara Reed. <laughs> My God, Tara Reed. At one point in time, man, but that seems so long ago. Well, it is long ago. Yeah, I mean, yeah. American Pie is still playing somehow. <laughs> right, absolutely. Hey, hats off to it, man. Uh, showing what true grit is. Do you think he ever looks at Tara Reid and like, oh, she's kind of not aged all particularly well and thinks, no, no, that, that, that never Dags happened. Dags the bullet. Yeah. Or just like, um, it, it, it's, it's, like, it's like when, I know I'm getting old when, well, here's when I knew I was getting old. When the songs that made me feel old became 18. Uh, you know, it's like it's like when uh, what, what's when all the emo stuff, and I was like, "What the hell is this? This makes no okay. sense." <laughs> hey, my my favorite radio station is still whatever they play when I go shopping in the grocery store. That's that's. That's when you know you're old. You're walking through frozen yeah. foods. You're all, all so like you're grooving. You're grooving in the supermarket. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I can't I'll, believe they're playing. I can't believe they're playing Collective Soul right now. Oh God. <laughs> I'll close with this: Abe Simpson to Homer Simpson. I used to know what it was, and then they changed what it is, and what it is now is strange, and it's gonna happen to you. <laughs> Yeah, paraphrasing a bit, but no way, Dad. It's gonna be I'm gonna rock all, all, all along, and then you don't. Wow, this I think that's, a, that's a story we can all live with, right there. Yeah. It's gonna happen to you eventually. Yeah, absolutely. So why? When I was young, I never made age jokes because either I'm gonna get older, I'm gonna die. There, there's no other possibility here. There's only two forks in this road. We, we used to uh, kind of snicker about the, the elderly, and my mom had this saying, live mm -hmm. on. And that I've never forgotten that. Live on. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know why she said it. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I really ended this on a downer, didn't I? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, it happens. Yeah. I, I, I felt bad for Wayne, and now I feel bad for all of us. <laughs> 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 with that thank you gentlemen we'll see everyone soon stay safe everybody all right pleasure yeah. guys take awesome care. take care guys all righty